for adoption or they know somebody who's adopted, someone in their family, a friend. Um, and then uh, one of the most moving stories that I heard uh, recently was a, a man who saw the movie <clears throat> in the theaters. He was a real quiet, introverted, shy kind of personality. And uh, he was thinking about the movie as he was driving his Uber uh, and he was picking up people to deliver them places. With Celebrity Interviews live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Greg, how are you, man? The media giant's here with another big one and you're so excited. So, Greg, who do we have today with us? Oh, my gosh. We have Kirk Cameron today. Very exciting. I'm excited to talk with them. We're going to talk about life, Mark, and everything. Kirk, thanks for stopping by. And, man, you know, thinking about the story, first of all, of how David, this is an entrepreneur story in so many ways of David and his message to reach out to you. I want to go to that question before we get any further questions of just how somebody goes out with someone as, you know, well-known as you are, especially in the Christian film world, and goes back and says, hey, I have this idea and tell us that story. David, I interviewed David and he told it, it was just amazing. Well, I'm glad you had a chance to meet David. Uh, David's an amazing young guy. Uh, I've gotten to be friends with him and it was really an honor to tell the story of his life. So I have a friend who sent me a link on my phone to a little documentary that had already been produced about David's life. It's called, I lived on Parker Avenue. And it's uh, the story of, um, one, one way to tell the story is an 18-year-old girl who changed her mind at the last second and chose adoption over abortion in, uh, in this situation with an unplanned pregnancy. <clears throat> and she placed her child up for adoption, thinking she'd probably never see him again. 19 years later, he has a chance to reconnect with her. She thinks he probably hates her for abandoning him. And uh, he, she realizes that the opposite is true. He's coming to thank her. And he, he embraces her with this loving hug and says, thank you for the choice that you made. I love my family. I love my life. Uh, you're, you're my hero. And I watched this documentary and was just wrecked by the, the, the story. It so impacted me, particularly because I am an adoptive father. My wife and I have six children. Four of our children are adopted. My wife is also an adopted child. And so this really connected with the center of my heart. And I, I knew it would make a great movie. So I called my friends, the Kendrick brothers, and I said, guys, I've gotten in touch with David Scotton. I'm uh, securing the rights to, his, to tell his story. Uh, do you think I'm crazy? And they said, no, uh, we watched the documentary. We don't think you're crazy. In fact, we'd like to make the movie with you. And so we uh, purpose to produce it together. I'm also acting in it along with Alex Kendrick. Uh, I play the adoptive father. Uh, Alex plays the husband of the biological mother, and we made the movie. It's called Life Mark, and it came out this last summer. Uh, the timing was unbelievable with everything happening culturally in the country, and now it's out just in time for Thanksgiving Day weekend, so people can watch this uh, pro-life, pro-family, pro-love, pro-forgiveness, and pro-reconciliation movie. Wow. 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 That's amazing. So first quick question, um, you know, what inspired you to make this movie about adoption and release it now, given the climate? Well, uh, as, as I said, I, I thought it was just a great story in and of itself. It was very moving. It's something I think our country needs. Um, and, and we started to make the movie back in 2019. Uh, but then, of course, once the pandemic uh, took over everything, 
And uh, the, the government reaction to that was to shut everything down, including movie theaters, schools, churches, businesses. We didn't know when the movie would be released. So it was finished. It was ready to go. Uh, and what we thought was a terrible interruption to our plans turned out to be providential timing because who would have guessed that in our lifetime, the Supreme Court would have effectively overruled uh, a 50-year standing ruling of Roe versus Wade and sends the nation into a tailspin with what's going on and everybody's fighting over pro-life, pro-choice. And then right on the heels of that decision, here comes a movie that providentially comes rushing into the movie theaters, celebrating the value of life in the womb and the beauty of adoption. We couldn't have planned it. We couldn't have written a story that was any better than what really happened. We just told the story and uh, God put it in the theaters at the perfect time. Absolutely. Can you tell us about the incredible stories that you've heard from those who've seen Life Mark? Well, uh, I, I've seen the movie quite a few times myself, and I've actually been to the theaters with friends when it was in the theaters, and people are coming out just so touched and moved by it because so many people have been affected by uh, either uh, an unplanned pregnancy or adoption, or they know somebody who's adopted, someone in their family, a friend. Um, and then uh, one of the most moving stories that I heard uh, recently was a, a man who saw the movie <clears throat> in the theaters. He was a real quiet, introverted, uh, shy kind of personality. And uh, he was thinking about the movie as he was driving his Uber uh, and he was picking up people to deliver them places. And he found a young lady who... Uh, was in the back seat and he was taking her to the destination. And when he looked, he could see that he was taking her to an abortion clinic. Uh, he looked and she was a young girl who looked like, okay, she was upset and he figured he understood what was going on. He thought about the movie and said, you know what, <clears throat> I'm just gonna ask her. And he says to her, would you be open um, in light of where I see I'm taking you? And you're probably filled with a lot of questions and I don't know if you have anyone to talk to, but you're about to make a really big decision. Would you be open to talking to somebody who could help you think through this? And she said, yes. And he said, there's a movie that I saw that I think would really be helpful for you. It's called Life Mark. And he connected her with a woman at a pregnancy resource center uh, instead of taking her to uh, the, the abortion clinic. And she agreed to talk with them. She got some counsel. He connected her with a family of faith at a church near her hometown. Uh, she was reconnected with her family that she was estranged from. Uh, she renewed her faith in God. She watched the movie and she, she chose to um, give birth to her child and place him up for adoption. So I look at that and I think, wow, this is, this is having a real impact. And uh, babies are being saved. Moms are being helped. And couples who are not able to have children themselves are having their prayers answered all through the impact of a movie like Life Mark. Wow. That's an incredible story. You know, how do you see God's love for his children through adoption? Well, um, God loves adoption for sure. Uh, how do I know that? Because it's all throughout the scriptures. Um, just think about the Christmas story itself. Adoption is at the heart of the Christmas story. A young lady, Mary, wakes up one morning with an unplanned pregnancy from her human perspective. Joseph, full of faith, and love for God and for his wife 
adopts this baby, raises them as his own son. And because of that loving choice, the baby was saved, Mary was taken care of, and salvation, reconciliation, and new beginnings come to the entire world. Uh, think of the story of Moses. He was scheduled to be aborted by government decree, and his mother, full of faith, uh, places him in a basket and sends him down the river. He's then rescued uh, according to the plan of God and adopted into a royal family. And we have the leader of um, the ancient world, Moses. Now, where would we be without him and his Ten Commandments and his leadership and, and all of that? There's adoption throughout the whole scriptures, including the New Testament, where those of us who are far away from God are adopted into his family through faith because of his kindness. How do you think this film will impact how people view adoption now? What is that hope of yours? I, I'm hoping that this will open people's eyes to adoption being the loving choice. We believe that adoption is the loving choice in the midst of a scary um situation that feels like a crisis um we believe that there is a, a, a miracle miracle buried in there and we believe that there's an opportunity for something extraordinary to happen if we look through the lens of love toward everybody involved in this difficult situation you know when there's an unplanned pregnancy there's not just a woman involved there's also uh, a man involved uh, wh where is he? What does he need? Why isn't he supporting her? Why aren't they together uh, helping at, and walking each other through this situation? How do we um, also look through the lens of love towards the child who is developing uh, and has a whole future ahead of him or her in the womb? Uh, one choice that I know fits the bill for everybody is adoption because we've adopted four kids ourselves. And uh, I am so grateful. Every one of my children was one doctor appointment away from not existing. My wife was, was uh, uh, perhaps minutes away from not being here. And if my wife hadn't been born, either would our two natural born children. And so uh, I am a big proponent of adoption. I want people to look into it and see that it is an incredibly loving choice and something that could um, help you save a, save a life and answer the prayers of those who are not able to have children on their own. Well, you know, you told that beautiful story of the young lady who was headed, you know, for the clinic, saw the movie, made the U-turn and, and had her child. You know, it, let's, let's talk more in general now. You know, the film is pro-family, pro-reconciliation, pro-forgiveness, and so much more. How do you think the film will impact how the general public views adoption now? I, I'm hoping that, well, I mean, that is who's seeing the movie is the general public. Um, this isn't a movie for a isolated group of religious people. Uh, this is a movie for uh, my daughters and my sons and, and your daughters and sons. This is for um, uh, grandparents and adults, everyone. Uh, this is a huge issue. You know, I, I, I love that our country is founded on the inalienable rights that we know come to us from God. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And the first and chief among these is life. It doesn't matter if you're an atheist or you're a Christian or a Jew or a Buddhist or a Hindu or a Muslim or whatever. If we sacrifice life um, by putting qualifiers on which ones are worthy to be um, spared and which ones can be sacrificed, uh, we fundamentally undermine the freedoms that we have in the country. There, there, there ain't no liberty if you don't have life. 
Right. Uh, we don't even get around to choosing the pursuit of happiness in any form if we don't start with all life is precious and it's sacred. It must be protected and celebrated in the womb, outside the womb, black, white, no qualifiers um, disqualify anyone from being a human being and being in a person. So I'm hoping that people see that, uh, that every life counts and that an unplanned pregnancy is not a reason to destroy a life. Um, it's reason to do a, to a lot of it, to do a lot of adjusting and a lot of thinking, a lot of um, uh, reforming the way that we think and we live. And it's also um, an opportunity to be a hero in a very difficult circumstance and let faith and love drive your decision-making. Exactly. You know, one thing I've been so impressed about, Kirk, in your story, and we'll definitely get to where we can watch the movie, is your entrepreneur mindset, how you took a brand, which was Growing Pains, and have been able to create, I believe you're one of the major leaders in how Christian films have become so popular and have really just, you know, box office hits, especially even this one. What do you think, what was your, have you been mentored or did you have this mindset you wanted to use what you, how people watched you every week for so many years on growing pains, how you've been able to increase your overall brand to this message and this mission that you have a tribe of people to help. How do you think you did that? I mean, it's, it's such an, an amazing story of how you took brand, brand awareness and has kept it to the level that you've grown to what you've been able to build, that you're making such a difference in so many people's lives. Man, I, you know, when I hear you say that, um, I, I uh, thank you for those kind words. That's very encouraging. That put wind, puts wind in my sails and makes me feel like, wow, um, Makes, makes it sound like what I'm doing is, is important. And I want to do important things. I want to make a difference. I don't want to waste my life. I feel uh, so grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful that I live in America. I'm grateful that I'm, I'm married. I've got kids and, and I'm able to do stuff that makes a difference. But I, don't, I can't tell you that I had a great plan of brand awareness. You know, I had an awareness that uh, I'm fortunate and I don't want to screw it up. And I want to honor the God that has been kind and gracious to me. Th that's, that was kind of the extent of my plan. It's, it still is when I wake up in the morning. I mean, all this could be gone tomorrow. Um, I, I don't deserve the opportunities that I have. Um, but there's a principle that I try to live by. And that is, uh, God says in the scriptures, in the Bible, that he who is faithful in the little things, uh, will also be entrusted with big things. And I don't really know how to manage things on a giant national level. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think I've got a, a, a laid out strategy for that, but I do have a strategy of trying to be faithful with what God has put right in front of me. And if I can do that, uh, I think I will learn as I you know, sort of on the job training for how to handle bigger things. So um, I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a good answer or not. Well, then not giving strategy, I'm taking but it one day at a time. I think the strategy was, but I I see what you're saying. As humble as you are, and Kirk, I'm impressed by how humble of a guy you are. Because you know, again, you're I consider in that A list category, especially what you've been able to grow from the beginning, where you could just walk down as a you know a child star on growing pains, and then it would have been over. You know, you might have done some acting, different things, but you've put yourself in this 
this level that, you know, people talk about who would I like to interview? Cause I have, you know, uh, people that reach out to me and say, Hey, Neil, who should you interview? And you're on the top five list. So there you go. So you got, oh, thanks bro. I, you got, yeah, you, you, I, you got to look at that. I, yeah. Go ahead. I appreciate I appreciate that. And you know, it's also, it's also fun to be, to be made fun of and mocked and knocked down by my, my favorite fake news source, the Babylon Bee. Uh, they, they, they love to use me as, um, kind of their, their, their poster guy for, um, you know, uh, Christian jokes and stuff. And, so, and, I, and I laugh at it because they're so funny. Um, but yeah. stuff like that is, is good. It's good to be able to laugh at yourself, not take yourself too seriously. And remember that to whom much is given, much is required. And um, I take that really seriously too. All right. For your fans of Growing Pains, Greg will have a Growing Pains question. Go ahead, Greg, and then we'll finish up. I don't have a Growing Pains question. Yeah, yes, you I, do. I do have an important question for you, but I love to learn from people and I know my audience does as well. Just as a, as a tip, what's the most important thing you've ever learned? <laughs> oh my goodness, Greg, come on. <laughs> the, oh my goodness. You're, you're having me reach down to the bottom of my soul to pull out one thing that I've learned that's most important. Um, just one. one. One is good. Just one. Uh, an important thing to learn. People are more important than, um, than, than things. Um, and the two, and that's huge, right? Like love the two greatest commandments ever is to love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love uh, others as yourself. Um, that's about relationships, my relationship with God, my relationship with others. Um, it's not money. It's not power. It's not fame. All those are the traps that we get sucked into. Uh, and then we ruin our relationships in the process. How many rich guys do you know who just tank their marriage? They have no relationship with their kids because those things are so alluring. We 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 gotta take our eyes off the shiny things and come back to relationships are um, what we were made for. And then we use things to benefit relationships. We don't use people to get us things. So that, that's a big one for me. And then to remember that well, which relationships are the most important for me? I'm gonna say if you're married, the two most important relationships are your relationship with God and your relationship with your spouse. And then you build a life on, on those relationships. Um, my kids are going to build the next 50 years on the, the values and the example that my wife and I have laid down for them in our home. Um, maybe, maybe you're not married, um, but if that's something that you desire, I would say uh, who you choose as your spouse is perhaps uh, the most important decision that you'll ever make in your life. Uh, next to uh, what you think about God. And if you can get those things right, man, if you get those things right, you're on the right road. Great answer. Love love that answer. And Life Mark is available on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital on December 13th, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. That's right. And uh, I hope you guys get a chance to see it. Uh, Those of you who are watching, listening, uh, you're going to love it. And a little spoiler alert, you, you, you will be in tears uh, several times throughout the movie. It's very emotional, but uh, take heart. There's lots of humor. There's parts that are hilarious. There's lots of action. We've got skydiving, cliff jumping, knife throwing, ATV racing, high school wrestling. So there's lots of great stuff for the guys. And uh, But there's going to be a, a few moments where you're going to have a good cry too. So bring, bring a box of tissues. We appreciate it, Kirk. You were amazing. Thanks again. And everyone can follow you anywhere. We know, just find Kirk Cameron on social media. You're one of the social media juggernauts. Trust me on that. I, every time I'm following up stuff. An influencer beyond influencers, but he's influencing for a purpose. 
to help others all over the world. So we appreciate it, Kirk, for you stopping by. Hey, you, you, you guys rock, and I appreciate all the good work that you're doing. Thanks for having me on the show and, and taking time to talk about Life Mark. All Thanks, right, Kirk. again, this was a great simulcast of the Neil Haley Show and Celebrity Interviews live from the Grotto with Greg Hanna. Take care, guys.